Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, so I was in a parade last night. Oh, what kind of parade? Uh, it was, uh, we went to the Fall Fest Parade at Barbersville, which is a neighboring town for those of you who are not familiar with the geography of Cabell County, West Virginia. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and we paraded it. Was only a point. It was only point nine miles. I looked it up. How far? Because I didn't know if Charlie and Cooper could walk that far. I was like, "How far is this parade?" Point nine miles. Okay, yeah, we can walk that far. It felt mm-hmm. longer, much longer. <laughs> well, parades I found usually are a pretty slow pace. Well, you know, so you can like take in the parade. It. So you'd think. Um, <laughs> you would think. I would think. You would think that, but the problem is they gave you the option. Like, do you want to ride in a car? Do you want to? Do you have a float? Do you want to be on foot? What do you want to do? And we thought like it would look good since this was like a political thing that we were doing. Like we're walking because like we're working for you. We're here walking with the people like this will look good. Mm -hmm. And that way I can walk around and like hand candy to people and the girls can. And like this will this will feel good. I didn't like the idea of like riding in a car and waving. I think that's great if you like. We're queen of the pumpkin festival, which isn't like a slam. There really was a queen of the pumpkin festival. <laughs> I think riding in a car is like a good look because then like mm-hmm. you don't get messed up. But I think when you're like trying to look like I'm rolling up my sleeves and getting to work. You want to be on foot. Maybe you can still have that same vibe, but have some mobility. Like maybe next year go for like a like a tractor. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm just a working guy but uh, i'm working for you with my tractor and my politics or like a four-wheeler <laughs> yeah <laughs> or forklift i thought you were gonna say forklift and i was, I was <laughs> i'm driving a forklift in a parade just, just because have the i'm whole... ready to i'm building our future yeah have the whole thing lit, filled with now forklift doesn't have a thing i'm thinking of a the big the big shovel car what's the big shovel car called <laughs> Uh, um, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Is that a bulldozer or is that the one with the, the ball? Uh, no, a bulldozer. I think you're right. Is okay. that the bulldozer? I, what's, well, then what's the one with the... The rolly thing. The wrecking ball. The smusher. The wrecking ball. Oh, I think that's a wrecking ball. I think, oh, is that I think Miley Cyrus taught me that was a wrecking ball. <laughs> what's the smusher called? <laughs> that's a steamroller, right? Oh. Yes. But That's right. Yeah. But Riley, I feel like your Bob the Builder knowledge should be helping us here. Sydney, I'm 22 years old, and I think that was like my favorite show when I was like three. Yeah, a bad construction equipment podcast. Good 19 (laughs) years ago, bad Bob the Builder podcast, bad construction equipment podcast. The the, the smushy one and the pushy one. (laughs) There's a diggy one. I'm just embarrassed that I didn't know the one that had the wrecking ball was just called a wrecking ball. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's a word of God. I believe you. It makes sense. (laughs) Reference point was a Miley Cyrus song, so like I don't know if that's. (laughs) That was why I knew what to call the ball instead of just swinging big heavy ball. I called it a wrecking ball because of Miley. (laughs) I I think lyrically though, I came in like a big swing heavy ball. Works fine. (laughs) (laughs) Better than that. I came in like a smooshy thing. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like that. I feel like I've I think come that's in, your next parody. I've come into relationships like a smooshy thing. 
I like how Charlie kind of comes into rooms. She sort of ex- explodes into rooms like a smushy thing. Hmm. Just like That's true. Flailing and throwing things everywhere. And Cooper very slowly, deliberately walks in like, uh, you know, like a Michael Myers type situation where he's just kind of slowly just like pursuing you very ominously. <laughs> but you can tell he has all the power, even though he's going slow. You can tell she has mm-hmm. all the power, even she's, though she's just slowly walking in at her own pace. She's going to catch you. It doesn't matter how fast you run and how slow she's walking. She's going to catch you. So that's exactly. the, the mystery to what is the force in the movie It Follows. It's Cooper. <laughs> it's Cooper. <laughs> So because we were on foot, keeping up with all of the cars and floats became a challenge. And like very quickly, there was this big lag in the parade and it was us. And we had we had a lot of people on foot. It was a very good turnout for our little group, which is nice, except that that was a lot of people to like, oh, no, we all need to hurry. And Mm -hmm. like Charlie and Cooper were trying to like eventually. Don't worry, I was carrying Cooper. I didn't make her run with her, her little four year old legs. But um, Charlie was booking it. And like, I didn't know that you could have a skill like good at parades. But Charlie is very good at parades. They were both dressed like little cowgirls. And Charlie was just running around, handing out candy, smiling and waving, like tipping her hat to people like, howdy, here's your candy. (laughs) She loved it. If only that was a career path. Mm -hmm. What are you majoring in? Parades. (laughs) Parades. She could professionally be in parades. I mean, if she wants to. I can see her being very good at that. Somebody has that job. Yeah. Yeah, there's the person up front with the baton. Right? What are they called? The parade leader? (laughs) Stressing the lack of knowledge on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The maestro. I don't know, but... Anyway, we, that sounds better than parade leader. <laughs> we so there was this moment in the parade. If you were watching the parade, where it looked like it ended, it just suddenly. And I think that it's it's been going on for a while. So I think they know what ends it. I think there's like a certain group that ends the parade. And so it Santa? was weird, huh? Santa, who? Santa. Santa. Is no, Santa. Santa is not actually at the Barbersville Fall Fest parade. <laughs> well, he ends the he ends the big Macy's. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving parade. Day Parade. Well, that's that's so, like signaling that Santa has conquered Thanksgiving. He is now the ruler mm-hmm. of the season. It, yes. We, we still, I mean, I think that the end, if this is a fall parade, the end would be like the, the uh, tur- turkey, a turkey god. Turkey god, yes. I, 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 it looked like it turkey? was the Boy Scouts. So. Oh, yeah, are them. That makes sense. <laughs> I think I don't know. I, the Boy Scouts have conquered fall. It was they're taking over. Yeah. It was such a. It is a huge parade. Like no joke, there were like three levels of people, like of lines stacked up, like to go one at a time to file out. I I've never seen like the parade. It was probably the first people were ending while the last floats were still like waiting to get out into parading territory. <laughs> Um, anyway, like the size so, of that whole town. So there was this, like, it was, it was the length of of the entire town of Barbersville. <laughs> it's a small town, but that's anyway, that, so, so doesn't sound like it could be that long. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of people, and like there was this huge lag 
between us and the people in front of us. So, like, at one point, you just see me, like, running down Main Street in Barbersville, carrying Cooper and, like, yelling, hi, sorry, hi. Like, I felt so bad. We're holding up the parade. And, like, Justin's running along with this wagon we had with all our candy in it. And Charlie's running around throwing candy. And (laughs) there were also, like, 30 other people with us. But anyway. (laughs) The parades usually stop. Uh, on occasion so that the people that are walking can catch up with the people that are in floats and cars isn't that normal not this parade, parade etiquette <laughs> <laughs> not this parade and if and like we weren't the only i swear we weren't the only people on foot i don't know if there were too many of us i don't know i thought it would be slow it was so, not slow <laughs> some people were in a parade you all were in a marathon yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you all I were doing a, a tight little 5k <laughs> I did a, a, a quick marathon through Barbersville carrying Cooper and frantically throwing candy. But but it was fun. I'm sure she really enjoyed that at least. They did. They loved it until it ended and they realized that it was like just about their bedtime. They hadn't had dinner. They had had candy earlier, but then they threw all the candy at other kids and they had no candy left. Uh, they're still in their cowgirl costumes and then they just fell apart screaming and... It's okay. It checks out. Chicken nuggets came to the rescue. The night turned out fine. <laughs> Chicken nuggets? Mm. Chicken nuggets saved the day. Of course. Um, so anyway, that was the adventure of the Barbersville Fall Fest Parade. Thank you very much. And that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parade podcast now. I don't think we should get no, into that. Really <laughs> I'm not. I'm not qualified to do a parade podcast because one time during the pandemic there was going to be a podcast in our town, not Barbersville, in Huntington. A parade. Uh, yeah, not a podcast. Not a, a parade. Podcast. Sorry, there are lots of podcasts here. Yeah, yeah. it's an odd, odd number of podcasts per person. <laughs> Disproportionate <laughs> density of podcasts for a small place. But Huntington was going to have a parade, and it was during the pandemic, and I was very worried because of historical parades that have led to. Um, influenza outbreaks and so Mm. so i wrote concerned letters and got a parade downgraded to sort of a caravan and so justin now accuses me of having a war on parades and i don't have a war on parades i just didn't want to parade at that exact moment well Mm -hmm. it was like a well-meaning thank the first responders parade and as a as like a healthcare provider during the pandemic it was like well we don't really we don't need that thank you (laughs) please don't do that don't gather. <laughs> please, please don't. You should have offered up what we did in New York, which was just at a set hour of every day, we leaned out our windows and banged pots and pans and screamed because it worked for two ways. One, you could thank first responders. And two, if you just needed to scream at a set time every day, you could. It's fine. This is this is the time we scream. I wish we I wish that became a cultural institution, actually, like uh, 7 p.m. time to scream. <laughs> then we have dinner. I feel like I would like that. I I feel like there are other countries that maybe more like they might like institutionalize that. Like this mm. is the time we all scream. Like well, I no. can see that happening in other parts of the world. Like this is this is the national screaming hour. See, other countries don't need that because they have things like you know cultural nap time and oh healthcare. Well, but we have this thing where we suppress all of our emotions <laughs> yes, and just work. That's true. That, that's the American equivalent to like a like a siesta, like a nap time. That's it's, mm-hmm. let's just lean out in the window and scream. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's called a working lunch, and 
and overtime. Um, no, that's not what we're talking about, though. This is not a parade podcast. No. No, it is not. That, this is a this is a bad Netflix dating show podcast now. And I say that because I think we all collectively as a culture can decide that these shows aren't necessarily of high, like, you know, maybe um, artistic value, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's fair to say. But um, they are very good at getting you drawn in and just uh, not letting you go. Suddenly you've watched like 20 hours of Love Island. And you don't really know how you got there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when I need to turn my brain off. Exactly. Um, but this is dated and related is what we're talking about. Now we're I know what you immediately explain the title. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. They're, they're not related. The people that are dating each other are not related, but each pair, it, well, you enter the, the villa as pairs and you are paired with either your sibling or there's the pair of cousins. Um, and you are there with your other relative both trying to date people that are also there with their relatives and you enter and leave as a pair and you're also judged by how good of a wing person you are to your sibling slash relative now i know what you're thinking why (laughs) it's a great question don't think that (laughs) because there's no answer i was gonna say (laughs) i watch most of the show i don't have an answer for that question it's not it's, it's not worth wasting time thinking why because no one's gonna give you that answer <laughs> well and it's become such of like an, an inception type universe they've built in netflix that the host of this show is a girl who was just on a season of too hot to handle like not that long ago like that that was she's not like she's like you know yeah. a lot of times they'll have comedians or actresses or something come host uh this she was on too hot to handle and now she hosts this show and i you had even told me that ahead of time and then when she came on i was like oh i know her why do i know her but and i knew i even knew i was like i think she was on another reality show what was she on was she on antm what was she on and i'm sitting there thinking like who is this why do i know this woman and then justin looked it up and i was like oh Mm -hmm. riley told me that yep she does a good job yeah um I think I think honestly it's kind of a good way if they're going to keep just creating absurd dating shows. I think just bringing in people from other ones is a good way to keep it going because then it's just all kind of one big like Netflix cinematic universe. Well, and if you're on those dating shows, okay. This is not me being cynical. I cuz I don't think I think that if you're young and nice looking and you want to go have fun on a dating show, I don't really have a problem with that. It's not my bag. But that's fine. Many things aren't. Usually parades. But but if you want to do that, I think that's fine. Um, but I have to imagine probably most of the people aren't really like looking for love necessarily. Again, no shade. I think that's fine. I would imagine for a lot of them, getting to host your own reality show is pretty much like like you won it. Like you won the reality dating show game Mm. like the general reality dating show game Mm -hmm. right i mean isn't that kind of like the isn't that kind of like the best case scenario yeah i mean honestly that or it seems like a lot of them will take the influencer scene when they can get it while they're on the show 
um, it's not as long lasting maybe as hosting your own show. I think that the influencer fame comes and goes um, as long as the show is being aired. Like if they do like weekly drops, then it grows. Mm -hmm. If it all kind of comes out at once, then kind of sizzles pretty quickly. Fizzles. Um, Sizzles. Um, Yeah, sizzle and fizzle are kind of the opposite. Fizzles. (laughs) Fizzles. Uh, No, I think a lot of them want to be influencers, which again, I don't really have a problem with because I'm going to watch it anyways and I'm going to be into the drama anyways. So all it's going to make me do is go to your social medias and see if you're still dating the person that you were dating on the show. And then you get more views and more money and the cycle continues. I think I have a hard time with the basic premise of dating shows in that if you, I, I don't, like, especially when this is like, well, your, your siblings there. And then there are a lot of people that you're, you're not going to be attracted to right off the, off the bat. Cause this is a very, mm-hmm. this is a very heterosexual show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's really many, just like many of them are. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But like, there's only a handful of people to choose from. And I feel like, I, am I the only one that I think I would know whether or not I was capable of falling in love with somebody on like, like pretty quickly. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like this, like, well, I got to fall in love here. I, I'm here to find love. But you could look around the room and be like, well, it's not here. I got, I should go. Well, like, <laughs> it's, I know what you're saying. Cause for me, it's like a statistical thing. Yeah. Like, like statistically, how do you not walk into that room and think like, I mean, probably not. There are four people here for me to be, you know, for me to prospectively date. Mm-hmm. I mean, any group maybe. of four random people probably is not going to be the love of my life. Maybe one of those I could be friends with. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And if it was just a... I, but I think, like, the thing is they have to create that kind of artifice because if they say, like, who do you want to hook up with temporarily until the dating show's over, I, maybe they can't capture the imagination of the Netflix <laughs> audience. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I get... That's why, the, I, especially the competition element has to come in where if you don't... <laughs> Try to fall in love hard enough, you're eliminated. <laughs> you're set off the show. There was a moment where, like, it was two of the girls were like, What if we just have fun? And they're like, Absolutely not. You're gone. You're gone. <laughs> that same day, yeah. they both were like, that, I don't think there's really anyone here for me. And Melinda was just like, Okay, bye. Well, then you're leave. <laughs> you're done. And then, I, I don't know. I mean, I always find that kind of brutal. But then I will say, like, there are a lot of dating shows where you can kind of tell. I I feel like you can always pick up on the couple of contestants that are, like, immediately, like, not feeling it. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're in a beautiful location in this beautiful house. There's usually, like, at least in the American shows, there's all kinds of free drinks and food and a bunch of people to hang out with. And there's, like, a swimming pool. And so it's, like whatever i'll chill with it <laughs> mm-hmm. and like yo, you need a narrative of me like yeah i think that person's pretty cute yep mm-hmm. definitely got my eyes set on them anyway moving on back to my book and like i i feel like you get the vibe from a few people like yeah that's all i'm doing here i don't this is not for me yeah i don't understand i i guess i get confused because when i was growing up watching reality tv the bachelor slash bachelor slash bachelorette was like the dating show Mm -hmm. um but the prize at the quote-unquote prize at the end of the show if you win is the person like maybe proposing to you or you propose to them in these netflix shows you're competing for cash money 
but also trying to compete to be the one to fall in love the best. Because if you fall in love the best, you get the money. You got $100,000 for fall in love the best. Was <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. I feel like the best actors won. <laughs> How does that yeah. make, how does that, how can you do that and expect that anyone coming there is genuinely just there looking to meet the love of their life when you're like, but also if you look like you're falling in love and doing a good job, wing personing your, your sibling or your relative, then you get a hundred thousand well, dollars. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> I can pretend for six weeks. But like yeah. the thing is, I don't, and I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I do feel like there are people every, on every one of these shows that really are buying into it, though. Like, they want the mm-hmm. money, of course. I mean, I'm not stupid. Of course they want money. But I do feel like there are people... Because when you see shows like um, Too Hot to Handle, where you lose money for hooking up, mm-hmm. and then they do it anyway because they just love each other so much, or like Are You the One, where you, like the whole thing is you're supposed to find somebody who's your perfect match, but then they fall in love with someone who isn't, and they just can't help it because their heart knows, and they'll give up the money. Like, they're mm-hmm. into it. Taylor, you look doubtful. Well, uh, y- y- your reason for the too hot to, to handle people hooking up <laughs> is because they love each other so much and not the fact that... Th- do you think maybe it's because they're really hot? Like, well, yeah. Do you think and that maybe they told just, them they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, oh, I just love, say, like, I I love just you so it. much. We need to make out right now because I love you. Because I love you. <laughs> we, n- we need to smooch. I don't think it's always that. <laughs> There were those two girls that kissed in like that first episode of the first Too Hot to Handle ever that were not like romantically interested in each other. They just wanted to make everyone lose money and start drama. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they said they weren't romantically interested in each other. But then you always have to wonder, like, is this are you not supposed to be romantically interested in each other because of the narrative of this reality show? And, you know, I mean, they did have the conversation leading up to it, though. Like, wouldn't it be funny if we cause some drama and then they kissed i don't know we're not talking about too hot to handle <laughs> um even no. though it is just an abundance I, okay. of material but you, the the idea that people now instead of competing like in bachelor days instead of just competing for love the idea that we have had to like tie monetary gain to it is a really interesting and I don't know if it's unsettling or hopeful kind of development <laughs> in reality TV. But now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've not watched that much of The Bachelor. But wasn't The Bachelor always somebody who was very financially stable? Probably. Wasn't it always some rich dude? I, wasn't it even a gimmick of some show that like the guy actually works as like a gardener or something? Like the whole point was like, did you fall in love with him because you think he's a millionaire or, or because of him not not on the bachelor but there was a show like that yeah there's a show like yeah. that yeah I, and i don't think i mean i don't think they say that on the bachelor bachelorette like they don't they don't like publicize like and also they're really wealthy but generally speaking i mean everybody who goes on that show has to have enough financial security that they can go on the show that's what i was gonna you say, know yeah. for a significant period of time and not be working so something is going on there yeah. Yeah, that, that that's one thing, like, I think, and then this was fun to watch. I enjoyed it, but I really, where is the, like, middle-aged, n- not particularly attractive, a little broken dating show? Where, like, y- you know, when you come on, it's not like you walk in and you you sexy outfit and there's cool music be- behind you. It's just sort of like a wah-wah. And then, like, <laughs> this person has $90,000 worth of student debt. 
uh, CPTSD and clinical depression. Wee. <laughs> well, I feel like that post pandemic that that dating show may be coming. I think you know everybody's yeah. like in their like mid to late. 30s or 40s and they maybe maybe they've even had a few failed divorces and they're just like yeah you know just <laughs> that show and several people they announce them coming out and they don't come out and then they're like yeah they called and canceled at the last minute because they didn't want to put on pants and we don't know what anyone's sexuality is because everybody's just kind of confused and middling like i think they with that <laughs> what i went a when a mediocre sad people dating show i'll sign up um Let's talk more. I want to talk more about like the the sibling aspect of this because that's what makes this dating show different. Um, yeah, and that's why I thought we should talk about it. But before we do that, let's check the group message. Uh, so we love cereal here in in this in this particular household. Uh, my husband loves cereal famously. Even my kids love cereal. Um, and Magic Spoon has just changed the cereal game completely. They have perfected the crunchy texture and they have an astounding variety of flavors in their cereal uh, without all the sugar that you usually usually associate with eating a bowl of cereal. That's right. They have uh, zero grams of sugar in each serving. They've also got some protein in there, 13 to 14 grams of protein per serving. Um, so it's, it's like a meal that you can feel good about eating when you're hungry and you want something that's going to be filling, but also is really tasty and you don't want to eat too much sugar. Um, they've got you covered. Uh, if you need something that's gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, Magic Spoon is what you're looking for. And they have a variety of flavors, uh, classic things like cocoa, frosted, fruity, peanut butter. They've got um, things that are like favorites, like blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nut. And the ones when you really need to indulge, if you need a snack or like a, a dessert, midnight treat, cookies and cream, cinnamon roll. And you can build your own box, put things together like cocoa and peanut butter because everybody loves that flavor mix. Um, so I really can't tell you how much we love Magic Spoon because cereal in this house is an anytime food and Magic Spoon makes that a lot easier. So, uh, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Magic Spoon, what should they do? Well, they should go to magicspoon.com slash buffering to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code buffering at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash buffering and use the code buffering to save $5 off. So... These are these are siblings. Um, right off the bat, like people are like kissing in front of their siblings, mm-hmm. which is weird. Which is is weird because they're not like like I have probably kissed Justin in front of you all, but like not like not like that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, because they're those early relationship like or maybe first kisses where you're trying to like show that you've got kissing game too, and it's like. You don't want to do that in front of your siblings. Show that you've got kissing game? Well, yeah. <laughs> Just going to leave that. Go ahead. That's um, part of what a first kiss is all about. I mean, obviously you want to. Like, that's the, that's the main thing. Like, all parties involved would like to kiss at this point. But then, like, you know... Look how good I am at this. <laughs> <laughs> Secondary motivation is to show you my skills. 
Well, I mean, so that you'll like want to do it again. Would you like to see my kiss resume? <laughs> well, um, I, you know, it's word gets around if you, you know. <laughs> Does it? I've checked Pro- your references. <laughs> <laughs> Probably word gets around. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's been a long time since Sydney's been in the kissing game. Just in case he's word, been out of the game for a long time. <laughs> just in case word gets around, it's good to be good at it. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyways, yes, yeah, so you have to kiss in front of your sibling and then go on double dates with your sibling and another set of siblings slash relatives. But it gets interesting when, like, the first double date when it's a brother sister duo that wins the the game about like how well do you know your sibling which by the way ask really weird questions about the other sibling that i don't know i would know about you all and also don't know if i want to know about you all and i'm okay with that no i um yeah i i would not no i have a hard time uh, believing the average set of siblings know these things like like what dude wants to say "Hmm, what's my sister's best feature oh her butt definitely and the sister's like i knew you'd say that i knew you'd know it was my butt (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, anyways (laughs) brother sister duo wins that game and the girl wants to go on a date with a guy who's there with his twin brother but that means that it's the twin brothers on a double date with the brother sister duo um so the other twin brother and then the brother of the sister are just left to kind of like hang out (laughs) just totally bro out and chill yeah it, it does seem weird that they wouldn't get like all I don't know, either brother-brother-sister-sister or all sister-brother combos, so that... But I guess that's where the wingman thing comes in, right? Like, oh, okay. I'll go on a date with another dude if it means I'm gonna wingman for you, sis. Yeah. (laughs) Guess that's wholesome. I I guess. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And it also makes sense in the sense that, like, it's a a TV show. And so, like, they probably... They have a couple sets of twins... And I have to imagine that that was like one of the main goals of the producers were like, find attractive identical twins Uh Mm -hmm. and put them on television. Right. Like that's I mean, I have to imagine that's part of the goal. So like, of course, they're going to to do like same gender sibling sets. But um, it's a different energy, though, I I feel like with some of those like it's a different in terms of the like feeling uncomfortable. I feel like you see more of that between the brother-sister combos. Yeah. It's easier for the sister-sister and the brother-brother. Yeah. And I guess the cousin-cousin. <laughs> I I find it hard to believe that they could not find enough hot people that are just brothers and sisters that they had to dip into the cousin pool. Right? <laughs> that was weird. I said the same thing. Like, there's like no way. Like, they bring on more brothers yeah. later. Why'd they start with the cousins? And I mean, it's not like they were, I mean, like, these guys are fine, but... It, it's not like they were just so like, no, these guys have to be on the show. <laughs> like, it, I have to imagine it's because that when they were introducing themselves, they described themselves as lover boys. And I have yeah. to think that they said that in an interview, like we're both kind of, you know, lover boys. And they said, I'm sorry, excuse me. Did you just say that? Did you just self-identify as lover boys? Could you say Here's that again right now into this camera? Please say that just as seriously with with all with the all the earnesty that you just said that into this camera. I'm going to need you to say I'm a lover boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those guys. 
they also they also kept saying we're not f boys and they and i'm not editing myself right now yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're allowed to curse on that show yes they don't they don't like censor people but these two cousins don't but that's their way of proving they're not f boys is they well, won't even say it i mean functionally they weren't too they they struck out pretty quick <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Those um, lover boys did not find love. The the um brother brother sister sister duos that like link up episode one, mm-hmm. and I like there was a lot of dramatic music and like dramatic scenes that spawned from that because immediately there was jealousy and it was kind of wild mm-hmm. to me because it's like you just met and now you are like proving your loyalty to each other in really weird ways (laughs) people are crying yeah Yeah. i uh i i felt that about and i guess we're gonna spoil yeah this because i i always look up who's still together after these shows are over because obviously they were filmed like a while ago so i want to know who's still together um so we're gonna spoil it but i felt that way watching the twin sisters um diana and nina and Mm. nina yeah yeah um they're both very conventionally attractive women and one of them is interested in kaz who's there with his twin brother and kaz goes on the date with his twin brother and then the brother sister duo uh and she gets so upset about this even though it was like the girl that asked him on the date um and so he has to go because it's a television show and again you just met two days ago she gets like visibly upset in front of everyone else on this show and it just gave me very much the energy of like oh this is probably a very attractive woman that's not used to ever having to like deal with other people being there being interested in the people that she's interested in true right like that's just that's just what i'm not saying that's like a slam to her but that's very much what it felt like is like you knew you were coming on this show to date other people where other people are also trying to date those people yeah there is that element to it that again i would love to see a dating show where everybody's just like oh okay like looking okay because <laughs> i forget that the way that attractive people generally communicate that the way that they just walk up like i look at me i look at you you good you look at me i'm good we're, we're good and then they that's it i guess mm-hmm. i mean there's like the guys that are like they're so funny and their joke was like what's a pirate's favorite letter <laughs> You'd think it'd be R, but it's the C. And the girls are like, he's so funny. That was so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, is this- well, and, they, and and I never know, like, are, is that what you're, is that like you've learned to say that because, God, like, it's like the game we're playing. Like, mm-hmm. he made the bad joke, and now I pretend to think it's really funny, and then he likes that I liked his bad joke. Like, is that the game you're playing? Or, like, is this just we all have different senses of humor? <laughs> it reminds me a lot of, I forget what show I was watching, but the there were two girls talking. And, um, oh, oh, it was Parks and Rec. It was, it was Leslie Nope talking to Ann Perkins and said, oh, Ann, you're so beautiful. You've never had to learn to be funny because you've never had to compensate for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe it's just that, like, conventionally, like, really, really attractive people. And I don't just mean, like, oh, they're nice looking. I mean, the people they find up on this show are, like, oh, they are absurdly Instagram models and make money off of their looks alone. And that makes sense. Like, maybe they just don't make 
they don't have to make jokes and talk about things with people to be like a, an enticing partner. They just look the way they look. It's like, mm-hmm, that's good. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> it's not to say that they don't possess those skills. I'm just sure it, in the dating yeah. arena, they've been able to approach anyone they're interested mm-hmm. in, and it's most of the time probably exactly. worked out. You don't... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you develop the skills you need to. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's, it's the biodiversity. This, Some which, of us are pretty. Some of us are funny. <laughs> which calls into question, do you think they have kissing skills? Because they probably don't need to have them tip for because everybody's going to want to kiss them just, just based on looks alone just smush their beautiful faces together they don't even know what kissing is <laughs> it's always been fine before they just look at each other really closely i don't need to say that this is not a slam to conventionally very attractive people right like they're oh, fine who will think of the beautiful people thank you riley thank you riley for well, thinking of the beautiful people. i just always worry when we talk about people on these shows i'm like i don't want to sound like we're talking bad about people or generalizing no. groups but it's like they're they're fine I, no <laughs> they're doing no. okay i don't i mean Yes, I. <laughs> they're incredibly attractive, and they're on television. I don't. And, yeah, I mean, like we're not saying anything bad about them. I just, I'm sure you are right in the assumption that they haven't had to work that hard. Yeah. Yes, I, I do think that, like, when I mean, okay, I, I can talk as a biologist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are things. I mean, like when you look at other humans, there are things that that you are drawn to, and of course, that's different for all of us. We are all drawn to different things, but like, if you are when we talk about conventionally attractive, it's because statistically speaking, the majority of people find them attractive. And so there's mm-hmm. some of the work done in terms of like getting somebody interested in you and talking to you. Obviously that's not enough yeah. to create a relationship or love or long lasting partnership, but it, you know, we would be lying yeah. if we didn't say that's part of it. And I will say that is what made me question um, Kaz and Diana, again, both there with their twins and both very, attractive people Mm -hmm. um start dating well i guess they're dating i don't know from like the very first episode um they they both are pretty much just like yes you yeah they they won the whole show and they uh got the money and he told her he loved her and at least the internet told me they're still together maybe Uh, they're not i believe as of six days ago the he was on a podcast i I believe and said that they are not things got a little difficult Oh, did they split the money? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, this article I guess I was looking at is about two weeks old. So, time moves fast for these young swinging well, singles. It had to have also been yeah, a little bit awkward for them ago. because <laughs> six days ago. Well, I will say their siblings, like respective siblings, tried to date each other, and that didn't work out. Yeah. So I have to imagine that was a little bit uncomfy for everyone yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, yeah. I I do want to say I have mad respect for the girl that came in late. Because these new dating shows, they always have like new mm-hmm. people come in halfway through. Which I've never quite understood because it doesn't seem fair to have like some people there for the entire time and some people there for like a week. I agree. Um, I just don't, I don't get the, the. I, the math doesn't work there i don't I, think i'd love um, to see stats on if those people ever win but nope yeah no, no one's ever going to do those stats so anyway carry on <laughs> well it's not just dating shows either like the circle does yeah. that they get rid of people and bring new people in but those people that are there for like a week before the show wins never win yeah um but uh they bring in new people and there's a girl that comes in named 
Alara, I think is her name, uh, with her brother. And she decides like, oh, Kieran, Kaz's twin brother. I like him. I know he says he's, you know, with Nina. I don't care. I'm going to date him. And that she did. She Mm -hmm. did. I have respect for that. She just came in. She was like, we're all supposed to be here today, people. I'm here today, people. I don't care if these girls like me. I'm going to date this boy. And she did. Well, I mean, if you're going to go on a dating show, do it. Yeah. Especially if there's money to win. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. I think I feel like they could not do another season of this because the game is just hook up with somebody episode one and play the role of a really loving, committed couple mm-hmm. and you'll you'll win $100,000. That timing of them breaking up is a little suspicious because the show just came out, you know, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So it sure does seem like they couldn't, you know, publicly not be together before it came out because it would ruin it. That's really but now it's out. So that's yeah, really apparently uh, Cass was just on the reality with Neil Nobu podcast mm-hmm. and it mm. said that that they uh, have split and that they've seen other people. Wow. Well, I'm sorry about that, Riley. <laughs> I, <laughs> what? Well, you, seem, what? you seemed invested in their relationship. No, I was genuinely shocked. I, these dating shows are not the ones where typically people stay together long term. No. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen from like a, and I when I say these kind, I mean like a too hot to handle or, sure. um, you know, that dated and related, I guess now. Um, like Love is Blind, there are some people have stayed together or Love Island UK, there's some couples that stayed together. But those are more like long form. The goal is the dating. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I was just genuinely shocked they were still together. Yeah. Well, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of, that's the, the way, why these shows work. Cause I don't, I don't doubt their, their love for one another. Uh, I'm sure if you were put on a, in a, in a villa with a bunch of attractive people and told, Hey, you should try to fall in love with one of these people for monetary gains. I, I think a lot of people could do that and not. In a manipulative way, just in earnest. You have no problems. You don't have to go to your job. You don't have to worry about money or food. Just look beautiful, hang out, relax, fall in love. I I imagine that what could happen there and exist there could be real. And then you get out in the real world. It's like, oh, we, we are from two different countries. Like, yeah. It's yeah. a lot to surmount. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that's more pragmatic and realistic with the monetary angle. I was thinking, like, is that a generational divide? But it seems just like pragmatism to me. Like, <laughs> back in cannot, my day, people could fall in love for real at French villas without a monetary prize. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's just like pragmatic. Like, if, I mean, nobody really cares. They're not, I mean, they're, most of these people are young enough that, like, they're not in a huge hurry to settle down. And so they're kind of just there for fun, which is fine. So, how do we make it worth their while? Oh, we throw money in there. Yeah. I do have to say it was such a jarring shift to go from watching this to uh, Love is Blind after The Altar also came out mm-hmm. around the same time. And I watched that after, which is like on average older people that are actually looking to settle down and get married and have a family. Right. And the whole premise of the show is they meet, obviously not having seen the other person. Like it's not about looks. Um, going from watching these people on Dated and Related talk about relationships 
to watching the people on love is blind after the altar talk about like the maturing of their relationships after the show and how they've gone to couples therapy to work on things and talk about things and figure out their real lives together it's like two totally different worlds it is (laughs) a lot it is a lot to to go between the two um yeah i don't i uh i feel like in my in my youth that one of those like um not necessarily the sibling dating show <laughs> no offense it's you just all kinda, but i don't want to see either of you make out with anybody yeah nope. yeah no. No, no offense but that not necessarily the sibling dating show but like one of those would have been fun um that that seems more fun than the more serious dating shows yeah that's my two cents and i will say just a just a spoiler for everyone for for love is blind we've talked about on the show so i feel like a duty to mention it they had the same success rate in terms of successful relationships as data and related it this season. So you might as well do the fun, you know, short term might get money at the end of it. Cause you don't get money at the end of love is blind, but you do at the end of data and related. If you can be in a relationship quote unquote for long enough. Oh, Netflix. So. What sort of weird perversion of human relationships and socialization and courtship procedures will you call an experiment and put on tv next <laughs> they do call them experiments don't they yeah. as long as you call it an experiment i guess that can cover all manner of sins everybody brings their pet and you can only meet a person's pet and that's how you decide who to marry no joke i can see that show happening <laughs> yeah no joke I think I'd be okay with my pets being the first impression you get of me. I, I think Jack would garner many proposals. They would be very disappointed when they met Jack's owner. Jack is a charming, suave, beautiful gentleman with endless love to give. They're like, you? I, I, feel, like, I feel like Olive would be good representation for me. Um, she's very, she'll hug you. She's a cat that hugs. Mm. Like She puts mm-hmm. her arms around my neck and hugs me. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I feel like putting Amelia in a room and being like, this is my cat. Don't touch her. You can't touch her. Don't try. She'll run. It scares her. You can't touch her. look ex- directly at her. Don't yeah, look directly at her. She's just acknowledge that she's over there. She won't hurt you. She doesn't get near you. She's never scratched or bitten, but you also cannot touch her. Just let her be. Anyway, that's my cat. <laughs> that's, you know what? I think both of them a- a- adequately represent you, said. <laughs> That's fair. It's, 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 a, it's a two sides. Okay. I also have a, an Olive and Amelia situation mm-hmm. with Ruth and Ellie. One of them, don't don't get near her. She will freak out. The other one, just hold her. Just give her some carrots. Just lay down next to her. She's fine. Yeah, you, uh, you Taylor, you it. have the only um, consistently enjoyable pet presence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I say really quickly before we end... I, you said you know, pick who you want to date based on your pets, but that was actually kind of in a weird way a facet of the show and that people's siblings were picking who would mm. date their sibling. And I just don't know how I feel about that. I don't know that the, the, the side of myself I bring to first dates is necessarily the same way I am in front of you all, my siblings, and that I would want you all picking someone to date me and I would feel comfortable picking someone to date either of you. No. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I just feel like I wouldn't well, be qualified to do that. No, cool. Because it's weird. Because all I'd want to know is like, I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you like each other? Like, do you enjoy each yeah. other? Like, have you talked? Do you enjoy each other's company? Do you share interests? Like, do you have common goals in the future? I would like, I don't know. <laughs> and see, I would just be uh, assessing people on a threat level. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't want to go to date on my, with my sister unless I know you are e- easy to like... Like, take down. Yeah, I need to know. How do you have, what's your experience with with hand to hand combat? None. Great. That's a point in your favor. Ah, uh, well, but yeah. Thank you all for watching this very silly show with me. Um, I was definitely a welcome reprieve from thinking at the end of my day. Yes. So, well, I I enjoyed it. It was we had seen it and uh, we're interested. So, thank you for oh, good getting us to watch it um it's on netflix right yes yes if anyone wants to watch it uh what's, uh what's next so next um i would like you all to watch the movie sister act two please <laughs> not, not sister the act first one. one the second nope. okay i you know me in sequels oh, yeah that's true although i think a lot of people would agree with me that sister act two is the superior sister act film i think in this case you were right so i will confess i have never seen either so you don't need to see the first to understand the second. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg accidentally witnesses a crime. And, oh, are you describing the first one uh-huh, to me right now? And she has to go into hiding. Okay. And so the police have her hide a, and pretend to be a nun in a convent. But she's really a performer, a singer. Okay. So now I'm caught up. And she pretends to be a nun for a whole movie. All right. And then now, now there's I'm a second. Number two. Now there's a second one. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you all. I will watch that then. Um, thank you, listeners. You can check out maximumfun.org for lots of other podcasts you will enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at Still Buff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. too. I don't know, but if there were three of us on that show, we would have to demand that they increase the prize money. You're married, so I don't even know if that works. (laughs) That's true. I don't know if you count as getting money when you are married. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Well, what if we bring Justin and don't tell anyone? Maybe that's part of it. Three siblings, one of which is married. You don't know who. Everybody's out for the prize. It'll be very obvious who it is from the first episode. Yeah, you fall in love with one of the married ones, you are instantly eliminated. So, Sydney, you just have to make everybody fall in love with you. No problem. I'll do it with my kissing skills. Oh, God. Hi, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we're the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We Got This with Mark and Hal. Every week on Maximum Fun, we do the arguing so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We got this! MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported